You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome, everybody, to We Have Issues, Geek Elite Media's podcast that is about everything literary. Books, comic books, webcomics, manga, we are here to talk about it. And thank you for joining us on a very special episode of We Have Issues. First, I am joined, as always, by my Star Wars sidekick, who's always at my side, Josue. Hello, and fuck, I'm so excited for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I am too. So, uh, And the reason, and the reason that we are here, j- someone joining us for a very special interview, it's comic book writer Jed McKay. Hey, how's it going? That's going great. I'm, I'm really excited to have you on here because... Oh, thank you. I, I think, um, and we're going to talk about it in a bit, but I think you you are just wrapped up working on and are currently working on two characters that really follow, under, follow uh, I guess, under the radar, I guess you would say, in Marvel. Mm-hmm. And two ones I really like. So I, um, anyone who listens to our show knows, and Osway above everybody else knows, <laughs> the A-list characters, I, I like them, but it's the B and Cs that I really love. And, and like, that's where my heart is. So very excited about this, so. Um, but uh, I did want to talk to you kind of about some like your little bit of your past in the comic book, uh, sure. you know, as far as a fan, as, as well as the industry. So um, just to get an idea, like growing up, were you into comics? Uh, was this something that was interested you? Is this something that came later? Yeah, I mean, I was always into comics. That's largely what I grew up learning how to read with and then just, you know, kept into it from there. Um like I started reading stuff like uh, the Donald Duck books that were kind of from Gladstone at the time, you know, Carl Barks reprints, Don Rose's stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and Tintin were like my real, my real earliest comic book stuff. Uh, and then from there, I went into my, my dad had boxes and boxes of uh, old comics he collected through, you know, the late 60s through the 70s. And that's basically where most of my comic book reading came from. Uh, like throughout the 90s when I was a kid, I didn't really read a whole lot of new comics because mm-hmm. you, we had to pay for them. <laughs> and we already had <laughs> oh, uh, uh, a pile of comics at home. So that's largely what I kind of cut my teeth on comics wise was, you know, mostly Marvel, um, you know, 70s comics. That's, uh, that's real. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, it's just a, yeah. So, you know, that's what, so I grew up reading. I kind of, kind of fell out of comics for a little bit and then uh just when I was in high school got back into it um once the you know the bookstore near my high school started carrying comics mm-hmm. and then I just you know kind of dived right back in I was I was buying enough comics that uh you know I'd get the the previews magazine every month mm-hmm. or the previews ca- catalog every month <laughs> yeah and uh you know just kind of look around see what was interesting and have uh have the guy order them in and then yeah that that kind of <clears throat> that kind of led to wanting to make comics and uh, just kind of all downhill from there that slippery slope <laughs> mm. it's, it's the dangers of comic books oh yeah <laughs> it really is that's interesting because um like Josue knows my secret origin in comics <laughs> which is kind of ironic like in the 90s I was reading 80s comics myself yeah. uh, because <laughs> my dad bought me a huge box of comics and um at an auction and it was all simonson's so it's thor x factor oh, wow. power pack and that's what i was raised yeah. on so it's just kind of funny it's very similar so i like that that's cool yeah like you know through, through the 90s when you had all the the 90s stuff happening i was you know busy saying like 
So Hawkeye's Atlas, uh, Hawkeye's Atlas now, or Hercules, yeah. <laughs> or whatever, whatever the hell he was calling himself. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but yeah, that, that's awesome. So, um, so you're Canadian, right? I yeah. believe you're from Prince Edward Island, right? Yeah, originally. Cool. Yeah, well, awesome. Um, so this is going to lead me into the first book I want to talk about. I have to talk about uh, Alpha Flight. Um, yeah. I love Alpha Flight. I'm not Canadian. I'm, I'm as far as from, from Canadian as you can possibly be, I suppose. But I'm That's obsessed okay. with Canada. Some of my best friends are Canadians. <laughs> but I don't have a lot of overlap in Canadian friends and friends who read comics. So I got to right. know, for on behalf of all Americans, is Alpha Flight a really big deal in Canada? Like, legitly? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think Alpha Flight is a really big deal anywhere as much as I love them. <laughs> yeah um if they were then we could actually have an alpha flight series rather than you know one issue every i don't know what eight years yeah Yeah. but uh but like i really i really like alpha flight obviously it's like not just not just because i'm canadian but they're there's such charm about the team and how they're kind of just a bunch of fuck ups Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases like if you go through the alpha flight history a lot of their enemies they've kind of made themselves um you know max always complaining because he doesn't have any money and that the team's always being shut down for one reason <laughs> or another and then mac is blown up like twice yeah uh, <laughs> it's that's it's kind of what i like about alpha flight is, is summed up in you know james Bell hudson where he's he's not a guy who is good at being a superhero uh he was never meant to be a superhero but he just he still keeps doing it and i kind of like that yeah like no one's ever going to call him one of the greats, but he's not going to he's not going to hang up his uh, his electromagnetic suit on account of that, even though it's already killed him before. Yeah. So I um, I really like Alpha Flight. Um, specifically, me and Josue have a, a love for North Star and Aurora, especially the right. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I love Puck too. I love Puck. Yeah. And um, Puck's my favorite dude. He's the best. And so <laughs> your 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 story in that Alpha Flight collection was around uh, Puck and Marina, but with brief appearances by Aurora and North Star. Yeah. Um, which was great. Like, absolutely Be- loved it. <laughs> Being very Aurora and North Star. That oh, one hundred percent. We loved it. Uh, so yeah, like that's got to be cool, right? In those characters, um, and like even if it's in a brief little collection, um, like. It, and it's done in a really cool way in that um, it, it's a flashback with Puck. And um, yeah. I really liked the the reference to hell, by the way, the whole like last time I was in hell, I took it over. I was like, yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> so that was really great. But um, I also really loved in the flashback, the other characters you chose. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I love Fat Cobra. Uh, anyone mm-hmm. who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with the mortal. <laughs> like, so yeah. that was great. And then uh, Bloodstone too. So yeah, Ulysses Bloodstone. <laughs> yeah so um i kind of want to ask about this because it is like a one shot it's not something ongoing were you kind of given just freedom to choose who you want to use in that um sort of it was it was kind of an interesting situation because um basically when i started working professionally in comics a couple of years ago i didn't know anybody that worked in comics and uh so i was kind of surprised to realize you know people who worked as comic professionals lived in Halifax here where I live. So I started hanging out with Ed Brisson who lives here, who just nice. moved here at the time. And, uh, you know, we both kind of, as you do, you kind of shoot the shit about like, Oh, what book would you like to write? What would you like to write? And we're both like, we both wanted to write Alpha Flight. And I was like, let me give you the best advice that, uh, 
I can give you for your career. They're, not gonna, they're never going to let either of us write Alpha Flight. <laughs> Damn. And, and then I think it was like six months later, he's like, yeah, you might get a call to do an Alpha Flight uh, book. I was like, hell yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So by the time he came to me, Ed and Jim had kind of uh, already chopped it up, decided who they wanted to, to use. Because that was the last addition to the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ed wanted to do some uh, McDonald uh, Hudson uh, drama, family drama. Jim was getting in there uh, with North, with uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Snowbird and Talisman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, yeah, they're leaving Puck and Marina, who nobody likes, but I like because she's the only Atlantic Canadian on the team. Yeah, you know, that's where I'm, that's where I'm from. So I actually, it was funny that because some maybe like eight years ago as like a mental exercise i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna make up just a dream pitch for alpha flight where i'll come up with some adventures for them and uh enemies and stuff like that because it's just like just something to do to pass the time like while i was uh while i was at school and this story with puck and marina was adapted from one of those kind of uh, dream pitch mental exercises that I had come up with, uh, you know, way back when. So I was like, shit, yeah, I finally got to use that. <laughs> that's super dope. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the uh, you know this idea of uh, uh, you know the Plodex appearing in the past and being seen as like uh, you know demonic gods from the sea, like a Cthulhuite sort of creature, when it's really just a sad alien. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I I really liked it. Obviously, so um, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, the next that was uh, oh, my that, that was my year of Bloodstone, where uh, <laughs> I, for for one some reason or another, I got very keen on Ulysses Bloodstone. So mm-hmm. I got him to th- I got him in three comics that year. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, that was he was in uh, that Alpha Flight story. He was in the backup of Black Hat Number One, and he was in. Um, Bizarre Adventures, that uh, anthology anniversary book they did. Oh, that other yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's awesome. Which, yeah. <laughs> I like, like I said, I like, I like the side characters, and I like when people find a way to work them in, you know, and like give them a little bit of love because every character, someone out there loves, you know, exactly. And, yeah, um, even if that person is only me. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, um, that kind of takes us on to the the first major book I want to talk about, and um. I, I think it, this is a really interesting run. It's a uh, your Daredevil run, uh, Man Without Fear. Uh, oh yeah, f- five issue mini, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And um, from what I remember, it was in a very unique position where you're bridging two major runs of Daredevil. Yeah, like two big name runs, like you know, picking up after Charles left and yeah. setting up for when Chip took over. Right. And I know Josue, you're a huge. You were a huge fan of the Charles Soul run, especially. And then we we absolutely love the the Chip run. Like it's it's one book of the year in our end of the year awards two years in a row. So I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of talk about this because um, you get a hold of what is a marquee character from Marvel, Daredevil. Yep. You know, it's had a movie. You know, that's a major character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a TV and, and what, show. And what a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, it's better than Electra. Anyways, um, so. Wow, you're really uh, setting that bar high, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing I really think is cool is they give you Daredevil, but it's entirely an introspective story. It's entirely mm. him in recovery. There's no action. And you get to really dig into the the history and the mythos of the character 
and you get to bring back all these costumes and most importantly to me you get to bring back all these characters and um i absolutely loved a couple of them i love the bit with kingpin especially Mm. because we're reading the chip run right now and kingpin (laughs) is such a different character than we've ever seen him and he's just so unique and great so seeing this again him just at matt's bedside was just kind of like really cool to see them interact (laughs) like that um yeah i I think that was my favorite issue the uh the kingpin issue number four yeah um I personally was a big fan of the Karen Page issue because mm. I, I love Karen Page. Um, I'm a sucker for the uh, the run with Kevin Smith and Joe Casada, you know, where she, right. you know, so I, I, I love that run. Uh, so that was really cool to see her. And I, I like, that's the one time I, throughout that series, I got a little bit like a little bit choked up, you know, like I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, Karen, no. Uh, so, and then I yeah, really love Oh, good. I would say that the Karen Page issue, the, is that number two? I think yeah, so, I think it was yeah. number. I think it was number two. Uh, I think that was the one I was perhaps the most worried about because mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, I don't know if this is going to land or if like this is in poor taste." Because uh, like it was, it was my second series. Like I'd only done Daughters before that, mm-hmm. and then to be kind of thrust into the limelight with uh, Daredevil, I was yeah. like, "Shit, man! I kind of, I kind of got it all, all on the line here. This is going <laughs> to go very well for me. This is going very poorly." Yeah. So uh, a lot of like a lot of those issues. And working with that kind of emotional introspective stuff, I just I wasn't sure how it was going to go. So for the most part, I think it went okay. Yeah. Were you? Uh, and it, oh, sorry, okay. Were you a lo- were you a long time Daredevil fan? I mean, I like Daredevil, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the guy who was collecting every issue. You know, I had to just, like go back and do a lot of reading. Nice. Okay. Because it's like such a like in, almost like an integral part of like Matt's like mythos. Like he's like at the moment for the last like ten mm-hmm. years, I've been following Daredevil for at least like collectively buying every floppy since the the Mark Wade run. So jumping yeah. into Charles's run and then how the way that ended and then getting your mini, I was just like, man, this is really cool. That's the way he says it. It's very introspective, a part of Matt. And then at the time, I was like, oh, shit, like this is like very different. Like nobody does a mini in between a, a, an old run into a new one to just set it up. But damn, you did a great job of like setting up the tone for Chip, even though Chip's doing a great job on his own. But just oh, the yeah. way we're, we're left off with Matt. And then, because like what he does, like, the last action that he does, and then what you have to deal with is pretty fucking huge. Uh, that like where we get left off into starting Chip's run, it's just, like it, it's almost you left it very believable to like where he's like where he's at, and then what Chip has to do after that with him. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it was an incredible run when because like I wasn't familiar with their name at the time when, when I was getting it, but it's like this shit's really it's good. okay. No, no one was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, I didn't know that was your second book. So. Um, so when we're we're setting up for this interview and just like oh shit like i'm going down your list like daredevil oh shit it's that in between <laughs> mini this is like, honestly this is very fucking important I'm, I, I became so much more excited for this interview because like you wrote such a great part oh thank you yeah and i mean it wasn't so much that i set chip up for his run it's that i knew where he was and i had to basically run play catch up to get there <laughs> uh but yeah like it was it was a really interesting project when you know dev emailed me he's like hey we want to do this daredevil mini and it starts out in the hospital and like, okay great where's it go from there it's like he gets out of the hospital like cool like by the end of the first issue no like by the end of the series I'm like, ah, okay cool so we're doing, we're doing five issues in a hospital room okay that's uh okay sure i i, I can do that sure I'm, I'm early in my career i don't, I don't turn anything down <laughs> I mean, you, certainly, you, you certainly don't turn out daredevil that's true. Yeah, right but I see, think that's, that's the thing. Uh, sorry, okay. one last thing. That, that was the thing where it's like so many like revamps, so many new number ones with the new creative team. You'll, you'll just have a whole different tone, tonal shift because yeah, different. I'll tackle it differently. 
but to just have an actual bridging chapter between two incredible runs it, it was just something that's like um, was unprecedented for marvel so it was just mm-hmm. like yeah you're, you start at the at the hospital you end at the hospital but it's still you love daredevil you're gonna love this little piece because it, it's just it's still that much more important too it's still that important yeah yeah no it's good glad you guys liked it mm-hmm. yeah definitely and especially because I, I want to move on from daredevil a little bit because we've got a couple things to talk about but um mm-hmm. i did want to throw out i also really liked the episode or the issue with the dad uh with mm-hmm. with yeah. his dad like because i'm a uh like i really liked the the series they did from the dad's perspective the the battling jack murdoch uh series mm-hmm. which is really good so that was kind of cool when he came in and i was like oh man this is the way to end it this is great i love it like so, so yeah yeah we're, we're saving uh, we're saving battling jack for the uh, the last issue for that you know just that real real yeah. punch to gut oh yeah totally it was perfect so um next i want to talk about taskmaster now oh, <laughs> taskmaster is um my favorite marvel villain um and I absolutely love him. I think he's really unique. And uh, you did a, it was a five issue mini, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, five issue mini with Taskmaster, self-contained story, not really hard connected to anything. Wasn't drawn into King of Black or anything like that. So. No, no, no. So um, I, I, this is the first time that your name, like I started remembering your name. Right. Is because I'm reading this and I'm like, this is incredible. Like, I love this book. Like, it's just oh, so good. Um, for our listeners out there, pick this up. I'm sure it's going to be a trade. Um, yeah, I think it's out in July at this point. Nice. Okay. Yeah, definitely pick up the trade. It's a five issue mini. And short pitch Maria Hill is dead. Taskmaster is blamed for it. <laughs> He's on the yeah. run, and the only person that will help him is Nick Fury Jr. But Nick has a cost. And that's basically the adventure of that. It's got some great guest starring roles, um, including Hyperion and Phil Coulson. It's got a Koye in it. It's got Black Widow in it. Um, and it's got White Fox. Amazing, White Fox, yes. It's got an amazing twist at the end. Like, it just blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, I, I don't have any questions about this series. All I really want to say is I really liked this a lot. <laughs> like, oh, thank and, you. And routinely, it would crack us up on our show as we're talking about it, <laughs> because I was uh, because comics are expensive. You know, yeah, we, don't, we don't both all buy this both buy the same books every week just to save a little bit of money. So I yeah, was the sure. one reviewing Taskmaster, but I was sitting here holding the thing up to our webcams to show us <laughs> way funny bits and stuff. So while we're live recording. Um, Taskmaster's and, freak out in the first issue of like when he realizes who's after him, it's just like it was yeah. priceless. Like you can see the the fear through the skull face, <laughs> the skull yeah. mask. It's just so goddamn funny, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that like Taskmaster's a character that can be he can be hard to draw. You know, like skulls don't come easily to everybody, and then even then, it's a skull mask on a goofy dude. But like Alessandro, has, he in those five issues, he drew the best Taskmaster I've ever seen. Like, Dude, absolutely, it was <laughs> so expressive with the skull, without being like overly cartoonish or exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And like he, I don't know how he managed to make that bony face emote so much. And even and, it, and in a way where you're not like, okay, hold on, that's a mask. Why is it? Why is it acting like that? You just you just accept it, and it just yeah. looks so good. Yeah, I um, like I said, he's my favorite Marvel villain. And um, I really like that you're so true to the character because, again, as, as a character, I really enjoy and really follow strongly. I love the fact that he's it's not that he's a coward 
It's that he's smart and he's like, yep. oh, can't win this fight. I'm out of here and runs like he he makes a point of that. I believe in the narrative where he's like the difference between me and the others is I know when to get out, basically, like I know when to bug out. And I really yeah. liked that. And I mean, I, I would take exception to that in that I would clarify that he is a coward. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, like, I really love that part like a lot. Uh, I go LARPing. And one of the things that you can do is run away. If shit is the yeah. fan, you can run <laughs> away. And there's been so many games where people just get in their feels because their character ends up dying. Why? Yeah. Because they wanted to be the hero of their own story. Guess what? Yeah. That's not what the waste are for. You can fucking run. And that's <laughs> why I love Taskmaster so much. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, he's he's happy to fight if he thinks he can win. Yeah. But if he doesn't think he can win, he's out of there. Like, what's what's to gain otherwise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like when he was in, when he was beating up on the, the goons in Wakanda, he's like, yeah, this is great because I know I'm going to win. <laughs> so they be a bully? Absolutely. His line, I guess your line of like, yo, I don't know how you deal with failure uh, here in Wakanda. <laughs> Mwah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And it's another thing, like, you know, it reminds me of uh, Angel Rock Files. Mm hmm and he'll like give up but also if he thinks he can get one over on someone he'll be an absolute piece of shit about it and like that's basically yeah. taskmaster yeah which you know is reflected in the ending of the book uh which oh, was so great um i'm not gonna yeah. spoil this book for you guys because i legit want everybody to pick up the trade yeah i'm, I'm gonna i don't, don't want to spoil the ending either but before we move on i did want to uh, talk a bit about i guess like the feel of the ending because it is sure. fucking awesome I was not expecting the last two pages just uh the whole thing is, is just worth it but those last two pages are just like oh well fuck okay cool but that being said like it's just like it's just so completely different because uh, reading through it um there's a ed- little editor's note little editor's note where Nick Jr. says yeah yeah I did something 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 during the uh Daughters of the Dragon series uh, arc and yeah. it's like oh shit I gotta go back and read that and just for for to study because I've I've never had my hands on it. Little did I know it was an online exclusive one. So yeah. that being said, it was like holy sh- as I'm reading it, I'm really liking it, liking it. It's Misty Knight, Colleen Wing doing her doing yep. their thing as a duo. It's fucking awesome. And then you get the Taskmaster reveal because that's like that's where they kind of joined up, or at least like where they link a little bit with Nick Jr. Yeah, that was, that was like the last time they saw each other. Right. Yeah. And that part was awesome. Like the way Nick Jr. has to use Wing to just almost like to pay Taskmaster for something. But then I want to go talk about the ending of like the second issue where it's just like. There's that. There's a villain. Like he's he has his own agenda, but the whole time, like feeling or it's almost a, it's almost feeling like this villain is like like winner is uh feels almost a little too two dimensional. Is like, it's like they keep throwing yeah. they keep throwing out the he's really obsessed with the spy movie genre or like the villainy part of that. So what do you think he's at? But then you get to that ending, and you're just like, holy shit! There's fucking layers to this guy and what he wants to do or what he wants to end up at. And then compared to the Taskmaster ending, it's like they're they're still the very much the same six one six world, but holy shit you can just write the shit out of two different very endings and yeah yeah I, totally the listeners i highly recommend on the marvel app it's uh daughters of the dragon it's fucking awesome too yeah i mean that's that's kind of where the the root of the idea of because when when chris robinson who was uh the editor to start the series off he you know sent it to me he's like he had you know some really specific things he wanted out of it he's like you know taskmaster is going to be framed for Marie Marie Hill, he's got to go see all these different characters. I think he even suggested the, that like ending bit. I don't remember. But uh, I was like, okay, but I want to team up with Nick Fury because like I remember back when we did Daughters of the Dragon, 
I was like, man, these two bouncing off each other are just so good. And I really want to see how that can work for like five issues as opposed to just, you know, three or four pages or however long we did it over in Daughters. And that was one of my pluses too, for like by the second issue, like the the back and forth of like being in, uh, in Nick Jr.'s bunker. And then just like, yeah, mm. the, the, their dialogue back and forth was just like really cool. It was something actually I would love to see like be like on the screen too. Like their relationship was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Because I, I mean, they're basically a horrible old married couple at that point in time who hate each <laughs> yeah. other, but can't can't get away from each other for various reasons. So true. Nice. And then uh, I want to move on and talk about uh, the Black Cat. Sure. Um, I'm a big fan of Felicia Hardy. Um, one of we have a another show where we it's basically a comic book club, and uh, we read the the evil that men do many with her and spider-man and i just right. I, I just gushed about her the entire time i just love the character she's just great um mm-hmm. now you've had two runs with felicia yes i the mean same run this one I mean, is basically the same numbers. run it's just there's a high <laughs> a hiatus and a, a new number one so you yeah. could say it's two runs but essentially it's this, it's the same run you know they still yeah. keep the legacy number so yeah it would count as the same right yeah yeah which i'm very pleased about as uh i basically want to see that number go up uh every (laughs) every every, you know every point we go on beyond five or ten issues is like a personal triumph for me so i gotta gotta see those legacy numbers go up (laughs) yeah and then so when the hiatus happened and the Mm -hmm. renumbering started um she was drawn to king in black Yep. And so when I picked it up, I originally wasn't sure if this was a new series or was it just going to be in a King Black mini because, you know, half the things are one or the other. Oh, yeah. And I'm pleased to find it is a series. So the first thing I want to make sure, because I can't find really confirmation, is this an ongoing? Yes, it is. Thank nice. goodness. Good. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, it's, I, can see, I can see why that would be confusing given that relaunch with King and Black branding and, a lot, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot of series start a new number one with crossover branding on it you know right i think the only um, i remember like that is deadpool from like secret invasion yeah like that. so now, even even sword i think had its first issue out oh, before yeah. it did the before it got into king and black yep um but yeah no it's it's, it's not going um the, you know the first non-king and black issue came out almost two weeks ago uh next week i think is our next uh is next issue issue number five so yeah, we are uh, we're still still rolling along. Awesome. We're, number five basically starts the arc that will tie up the the whole big story from the you know from one to twelve previously. Nice. Yeah, and that that was the one thing I was going to say is really cool is I had read one through twelve, and then I had kind of forgotten, mm-hmm. and I've read the new series obviously, and I went back to read one through trouble for this interview, and I was like, oh. That's right. And then I thought about that newest ep- issue and I'm like, oh, this is all referring back to that. I finally yeah. remembered all that. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Tying back to the previous series. So I'm kind of excited to see how that all like comes to a wrap. <laughs> yeah. And like number four was meant to be kind of, uh, you know, catching our breath a little bit, uh, you know, a, a, a change of pace for one issue before we get into the, you know, the next three issues or the, you know, the big thieves guild heist storyline. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, it's also kind of meant to catch people up a little bit. You know, we're still going through, basically going through the events of issues one through twelve. Well, and then again, the the new series, but from someone else's perspective, from, uh, mm. from Queen Cat's perspective. Yeah, which is which is cool. I like that. There's like a, a flip of Felicia now, and I love their interaction and everything. It's just I th- I thought it was really cool. I'm kind of excited to see where that goes too. So. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was a bit, I mean, to get to Queen Capital, but uh, couldn't quite the right. Yeah. They point on, but we, we got it in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did want to briefly talk about the King in Black uh, bit because, it, sure. unless I'm mistaken, this is your first time being a part of one of these big Marvel crossovers. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of like stuff for Spider Get and Spider Verse. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of where uh, mm-hmm. he's, um, but as far as writing like my own series, um, yeah, this is the first time I've had to take an ongoing narrative and slot it into um, a, a big cross. Yeah. Oh, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay, sorry. I lost you for a sec. That's fine. Yeah, uh, I, and I, I think you did a really great job of finding a spot that Felicia could fill in this crossover because it's not like she's going to walk up and punch Noel. You know what I mean? Like, it's she worked her strengths, which I thought was great. It's a heist, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't take all the credit for that. Uh, yeah. When I was talking to, to Nick, uh, Nick Lowe, the, the editor, or, sorry, our editor on the book, um, we were going through the, the King of Black outline that Donnie had put together. And Nick had earmarked Doctor Strange as a, a thing for us to get into, as we've already messed around with Strange stuff in the past. So, yeah, uh, he, he did a good job of staking out a piece of territory for us to to get into. Yeah. The other thing about Black Cat I wanted to mention, and uh, as we go forward, uh, again, uh, to our fans out there, this is an ongoing series. So you can get into this very quickly. There's only four issues out there. It's not going to be hard to hunt these issues down to be, you know, from the beginning. But um, one thing that I really like about this run is she has a crew. Yeah. Which which is a lot of fun. Like she's got boys, you know, like and that's like I like her being able to play off of people. Uh, that aren't superheroes you know what i mean like she's get to gets to play off of some like you know friends and i really really like that yeah that's like that was something i wanted to do uh basically when nick gave me a call i said you know we're doing this um this black cat spinoff book out of the events that are going on in asm Uh, i'd like to to get you on that and uh so i had you know start doing my backstory back reading and you know you go right back to her first appearance and uh uh was it 1979 oh wow it was was a while ago but like the first time she appears the first thing we see her doing is assembling her crew with uh bruno granger and boris corpse and i was like this is perfect i was like these and then like really quickly i had to go look on uh you know marvel fandom wiki and see (laughs) if they were if they were dead yeah uh, (laughs) or what's been going on with them in the last you know however many years and I was like, man, this is perfect. Because like, I, I knew I wanted her to have a supporting cast, but mm-hmm. I didn't want her to be part of a team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's still Black Cat, right? She's still the star of the show. But I think it's really, I always like it when characters have their own, you know, their own people that hang out with them, their, their friends, their supporting crew. And having a Thieves crew, I think is a lot more fun to me than like, you know, just people who live on the same block or like your family. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, no, no, these are, these are recidivist criminals who hang out with you and do jobs. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, 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 I like having that, that almost like, because she's, she's definitively the leader. Mm-hmm. So no, like absolutely. you said, she's not a part of a team. She is, she's the leader of the team and they're, and they're not like such standout characters that they're going to overshadow her. It's her book. So, yeah, yeah. Like there's, there's, there's never any, um, 
because they're very fight for control of the spotlight. You know, I, yeah. I, I never feel bad if the, the boys go an issue without getting any lines because, you know, they're still there. They're doing their thing, but it's, we all know who the star of the show is. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And so that takes us on to um, something that is actually coming out April 7th, which day of recording is tomorrow, new comic book day, Wednesday, which is something we always celebrate here yes, on We Have Issues. Sir. Uh, we have a new book for you yeah. using a very, uh, very valuable and popular IP. And yeah. I'm hearing a lot of buzz about this. So tell me <laughs> about Magic the Gathering number one. Uh, yeah, so I got, I was contacted by uh, Amanda LaFranco from Boom. Uh, would have been, I think in May, uh, you know, right, right in the doldrums of COVID, all my books were on hiatus. And uh, I was like, man, I wish I had something to do. And they emailed me and they said, Hey, do you want to write uh, this magic comic? I'm like, well, shit, there you go. Because <laughs> um, yeah, like I have, I have a lot of affection for magic. I played it a lot when I was a kid. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, through the nineties, I was really keen on it. Got in around uh, um, Ice Age, around fourth edition at that point mm-hmm. in time. And, you know, played about, you know, about to the point I went to university. And uh, so, yeah, I thought, I thought it'd just be a fun change of pace. Like I've, I've been working pretty much exclusively in, you know, superhero and superhero adjacent properties for Marvel and going completely in the other direction and, you know, looking at this fantastical multiverse that uh, Wizards of the Coast had and then, you know, that Boom is doing a comic series in. It was, you know, uh, just a really interesting experience for me. So we've been grinding on that uh, basically ever since. Yeah, I um I played Magic when I was a teenager too, and I, I jumped in probably like right after you, I think. Uh, so fifth edition, um, right. And one thing people don't know about Magic: The Gathering from the outside of the outside of the Magic bubble is there's a lot of cool story and lore here. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, like it's not just a card game. And I remember distinctly during the Tempest and Weatherlight era, like yeah. I'm I'm like air pirates traveling around planes and you know i'm like what <laughs> i'm like this is incredible and i remember that sticking with me really hard and i've always really liked magic lore since so um so from from what i read of the the previews and everything this is going to be ravnica, ravnica based i saw the chase was mentioned it's it's going to be the planes walkers i'm assuming yeah yeah it's it basically starts in ravnica uh given that you know ravnica is magic's new york city right yeah this is where all our a majority of a lot of our planeswalker characters are are based, but um, but yeah, the it, it's following uh, Ralzarek, Braska, and uh, Kaya, and nice. who are you know all three guild masters in Ravnica, all three are planeswalkers, and at this point in time in the book, all three are um, attacked. There's you know a, a coordinated assassination attempts on all three of them, and from there they just have to figure out what's happening what's what does this mean where's this coming from and uh basically follow them from there this that's is really cool <laughs> yeah that's really cool like um I it's, started, it, oh go ahead I, was, I, I started playing around my college years but it's like very late so like gate crash era 2011 times uh but after that it's like the lore was very much present was very much prominent about like in the tokens like and yeah. each of the card you can actually start linking them together after after so long of so many cards and lore that like my partner can just like is obsessed with liliana so she can just like, pretty much, right. like write, have a whole seminar on, like her history and she's like how much she's <laughs> obsessed with her and she is really cool though 
Um, so yeah, oh, I mean, to, I'll go for it. I was gonna say like all the characters are great. Cause I mean, yeah, I've, I've been out of the game for about 20 years. So yeah. I had a lot to catch up on when I got the job. <laughs> and cause I mean, I knew, I knew basically nothing about the, you know, the modern status quo is like, Oh yeah, it's magic. So, so the crew of the weather light, are they still around? And it's like, no, this is several hundred years later. So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, I guess, I guess, I guess I've got some reading to do now, but yeah. it's, it's just, it's amazing because, you know, I think back to the card sets that were coming out when I was playing like, you know, like ice age or uh, uh, homelands and stuff like that. It was all really loosey goosey. Like mm. you, you kind of got some idea of what was happening based on the flavor text and the art, the cards. Yeah, but it was very much you know a puzzle with a lot of missing pieces because you know we were kids we didn't have the money to buy a whole set. <laughs> but now it's just you have such a, a a thoughtfully curated set of worlds that you know you've got a continuity there that's set to rival any sort of superhero universe's yeah. uh, backstory. Like the, the, there's some games like you have you can play some games where it's just like it's some it creates its own little chess matches at times where you're just like holy shit like you create your own visuals in your head of like the cards you're playing it's like this would be really cool and like to be adapted into a comic it's like it just it makes so much sense to do yeah 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 and uh i mean like there have been magic comics before but this is the first one out of boom mm-hmm. yeah and okay. um so far people seem to be pretty excited about it like the first print run sold out last week Sick. um so it's gone back for second printing already which i'm which I'm pretty hyped about nice and um, that, um, that cover though with my Galera is just so cool too Oh, it's so good. And like, you know, Iguara doing the art on it. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like a, a big magic player. So nice. you know, he tells the story when, when he got the call to do the book, he was putting together a deck. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. and he's he's really great to take because he's very familiar with the, the world and the art and the, the creatures and the characters. And he's really thoughtful in the way that he takes these, you know, elaborate and sophisticated pieces of concept art and final art and turn them into stuff that works in a comic book. Because, you know, an elaborate and sophisticated painting on a a card is Mm -hmm. great, but it, it doesn't have to do anything other than be there. Whereas, you know, characters for comics, you got to keep moving them around. You keep putting them through their paces. They have to do stuff. And uh, he's just, he's just done such a great job with that. Yeah, nice. That obviously makes me more excited for the book now too. <laughs> and uh, speaking of covers, that's why you brought up the cover. There, uh, I'm counting 16 variant covers. Holy least. shit! So this, like, Boom is putting some oomph behind this, which is great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just they're definitely uh, putting a push on for it. So hopefully, hopefully, it lives up to it. <laughs> uh, we we love Boom on our show. Um, it's honestly because we when we review comics every new comic book day. We always talk about publishers individually, and we always start with Boom. Yeah, because we always have something from Boom. <laughs> so, yeah. so if you tune oh, into yeah. our, our episode this weekend, you'll probably hear us talking about Magic this weekend. So. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, this is no, no. Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. I was, oh, no, sorry. I was going to say, yeah, this is the first time I've worked with Boom, and they've been great. Uh, yeah. I'm working with Bryce and uh, Amanda and Kenzie, and they're all uh, super supportive and really excited and really collaborative. So, no, I've mm-hmm. had nothing but. Nothing but good things to say about working there. Nice. And we're, we're like, we really like, um, we're, we're big on like, um, like making sure, because I'm big on uh, childhood, uh, like uh, um, literacy. There you start. The word escaped me for a moment there. Right. Uh, so I love that they have Kaboom. 
and yeah. boombox and stuff meant for younger audiences and they make a concentrated effort pretty much better than anyone in my opinion and so that's one of the reasons we absolutely love them so i just wanted to get that out so um, yeah no for sure but you mentioned the artist Iguara, uh, who did, um, who's doing the the magic series with you. I'm actually a big fan of theirs uh, because they did the second half of Ghost Spider, which Josue yep. knows. Oh. Spider Gwen is my bae. She's Fuck, my favorite. Yes. So, so yeah, um, very very excited uh, to to check that out. Uh, and as a lapsed magic fan, there you uh, go. My, I will say that magic has been making some really interesting moves lately oh, because. Probably between the boom thing and then also Josue, I don't know if we've even talked about this. Um, they have a partnership with D and D now. Oh, no shit. That's right. Where there's going to be like D and D properties in magic, the gathering. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, so, that's right. I forgot about that. They're, 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 they're franchise. They have a, like a, a Warhammer promo thing coming down the pipe too. Don't they? Ooh, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah. I saw on the Warhammer community site a few months ago. That's awesome. So yeah, they're making some moves and you know, uh, the trading card market is pretty hot right now, and you know, yeah. so that's really cool. So, uh, but yeah, guys, so check it out. Uh, so Magic Together in number one, published by Boom, will be available at your local comic book stores uh, on April the 7th, hopefully the day this episode goes out. Um, so hopefully you listen to this before you went to the store and you can pick up your copy. Uh, as he said, it's already sold out. Maybe you'll get lucky and get a uh, copy still on the wall. If not, reserve that second printing. Uh, yes, so... Sir. <laughs> and of course keep an eye out for uh, black cat which is currently ongoing and is wonderful and everybody out there should be reading it it's great um oh yeah also uh tomorrow yeah. avengers mech strike number three comes out too mech strike yeah oh no you're doing mech strike yeah mm-hmm. yep oh no i gotta buy it <laughs> <laughs> like uh yeah i'm you know again we make choices i spend over a hundred dollars a week on comics so choices <laughs> need to be made you know <laughs> oh, like, no, I, I'm, right. I'm, not, I'm not faulting anybody <laughs> but that's now on my list so yeah awesome um awesome well thanks again jed uh, not just for joining us but of course obviously for these books that you've been reading or writing and i'm really enjoying them and i look forward to reviewing them in the future on the show um if you guys want to follow Jed on, he's on Twitter at Jed McKay, M-A-C-K-A-Y. Yep. Uh, and once again, currently writing Black Cat for Marvel, Magic the Gathering for Boom. Is there anything else you want to plug, Jed? Anything else you want to throw out there before we go? Uh, no, that's good. I'm glad I remembered about Max Strike because uh, for some reason that was slipping my mind. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm glad you guys have been enjoying the books and uh, I'm always happy to talk about them. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, we're very happy to talk to you. Great time. And uh, I cannot wait to pick up Magic One tomorrow. So, uh, and everybody out there, thank you so much for joining us. And here at Geek Elite Media, we always want to ask you to remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 